Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. We, after nine months, have finished the Old Testament, so we're going to wrap that up today, and we're kicking off the New Testament. Let's get started. Well, once again, friends, welcome back to the podcast. I am fresh back from my Wednesday fishing with the boys. We had a good time. I caught five fish. Jeremiah caught four. Elijah caught zero this week. But he's still okay because he's caught the biggest one of the year so far. But I hope you're doing good. Speaking of fishing, I tell you what. This is not going to turn into a fishing podcast, but my personal YouTube is going to possibly turn into a little bit about fishing. It's going to turn into maybe a lot of other things if I end up doing it. I put it out on the newsletter, which, by the way, go to bradmcclure.org, and you can get the newsletter. I put it out there at the very bottom of the newsletter that I'm uh, reluctantly, not reluctantly because I want to, but don't have the courage, but I'm going to have some fun with the YouTube page maybe a little bit next year, just goofing off a little bit. The boys are excited. They want to do some fishing videos, and I put it out there, and a whopping number of people subscribe. We had two. <laughs> We welcome both of you. Now, there's already 70-some people uh, that are subscribed to the Pulpit to Pew podcast, but I'm not going to put any of the fun or funny videos on the Pulpit to Pew podcast, but I am going to do some things on the personal YouTube, maybe. We started to record some today. It just didn't work out real well, but you can go to that at uh, Brad McClure on YouTube and subscribe, and you can be the third person that's going to get these wonderful videos down the road. All right. All that said, just had some fun. Hope you're hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying your fall and uh, the beautiful weather out there. Well, hey, we finished the Old Testament. It took us nine months, but we have worked our way through the Old Testament. It's been a good study. I really want. I'd love to hear back from you guys, from those of you that read through the Old Testament. I put this in the newsletter as well. But those of you that read through with us chronologically, I'd love to hear from you. What was a favorite book of yours? What stood out this time in your reading? I've read through the Bible many times, and each time something new will stand out. Something that just, uh, that you're like, ah, you know what? I don't remember emphasizing that as much, or uh, this stood out. I mean, before David, obviously, I've talked about David in the past, but that come from reading through it. And just really, of course, you know David and Goliath, things like that. But I really enjoyed it. And reading through that, it caught me. Uh, boy, I should have thought about my own self before I asked that question. What it was that stood out to me this time. I know at the very beginning, the very beginning. So we're looking nine months ago, whenever I was just talking about Genesis. And it, when I was slowing down to try to explain it on the podcast. Some of you may be saying, you don't. it don't ever seem like you slow down. But, but when I was slowing down to try to explain on the podcast, and it was causing me to think through the history of Israel. And this time, because I was kind of teaching through it, just watching Israel progress, and many times digress in a sense, just but to watching their history, their walk with God up and down, uh, it just it stood out a little bit more. It got me thinking about my own walk with God. And at times it can go up and times it can go down. For instance, like, um, it's just, it's just, just by way of rambling and talking about the Christian life. In the last week, I've been working on several things when it comes to Pulpit to Pew, or like I just mentioned, a private YouTube page. I've been working on something. I've never said this anywhere because I don't know if I'm going to do it, but you can find it. 
I've been working on a Substack page. If you don't know what that is, but it's a page for writing. I was really gun ho about it. I've done a lot of work. I did the about page. I got everything ready because I was thinking about moving everybody in the newsletter over to that. Or maybe just keeping it secret, keeping it hidden, not really telling anybody and just writing on it, which I still may do. It's still out there. You can find it. It's bradmcclure.substack. But um, I was just trying to mess around with that. And then, I mean, I was gun ho for like two days, three days. And I still am. But then this morning I woke up and I was just not feeling great. And I was driving like, why do I even, I don't even really, why, what am I going to write about? What do I, I don't know anything. What am I, and I was just down, like totally opposite Brad. But I said all that to say that we can go the, the, what's the saying? The ebbs and flows of life, the ebbs and flows of the Christian life and the excitement and sometimes the discouragement and the ups and the downs. You, I watched it this time with Israel as well, and I've noticed it in my own life. I'm sure it's happened in your life, um, but I'm so thankful that God sees through all of that, and He still loves us. He cares for us, and He, as He did Israel, and we saw at the very end there that God was warning Israel and warning Israel and telling them, and the prophets through those prophets saying, "Israel, you've got to stop. You've got to listen. You got to get back to serving Me," and they didn't. And that's why the northern kingdom was taken over by Assyria. The southern kingdom was taken over by the Babylonians, Nebuchadnezzar. And then later, Nebuchadnezzar was taken over by the Persians and by Cyrus. Cyrus released some of them, and they got to go back. That was Ezra. They started to uh, build the foundations of the temple. Then they got discouraged and quit for about 14 to 16 years. Then Nehemiah came and got them going again. Ezra had gotten them going again. And then Nehemiah came, helped the walls because they were broken down. And uh, Haggai was 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 really trying to encourage him during that time. Zechariah was trying to help him during that time. But then we come to, and I'm five minutes in, I've talked about fishing, my private substack, YouTube, all kinds of other stuff. But here we are. We came to the final book, Malachi. I love the little book of Malachi. And uh, when we were in Malachi, he, he prophesied about 100 years after Haggai and Zechariah. Jerusalem was an absolute mess and he came in and i love really the first chapter the whole book is so good though but the first chapter i've preached on many times and he's rebuking the priests the spiritual leaders and those spiritual leaders were so lazy wicked that they were going to offer sacrifices to god now you got to remember if you, I know it's been nine months, but when back, remember when we were in Leviticus, you were just we were just trucking through Leviticus and and laid into Exodus, and it was tough, and we were getting bogged down, but we were trying. Remember they were talking about those sacrifices, some, and you remember they were saying about those sacrifices that it needed to be a pure lamb, it needed to be the firstling of the flock, one of the best lamb. That's what you offer to God. Well. By the end of the book, in the book of Malachi, the priests were taking the, the their lambs that were like sick and broken legs and uh, deformed, and they were offering those to God because there was no value to them. It was of no cost to the priest to offer these. They couldn't sell them and make any money. They couldn't eat them. So might as well just give them back to God. And that made God upset. And Malachi said, hey, Try to give that to your own governor. He won't even take that. And you're offering that to God? But you know, and I don't want to preach the lesson I've preached before, but 
So often that's what we give to God. We give everything else our best, our efforts, and God, it's just like you get the leftover God. If I have time this week, I'll read my Bible. If I have time, I'll pray. If I have time, I'll go to church. I'll try to squeeze you in, God. Instead of giving God our first, our best. And uh, boy, Jerusalem was in a bad spot. The priests were in a bad spot. The people in Malachi, 100 years after Haggai and them and Nehemiah, he, he had to rebuke them. And uh, what an interesting prophet. So after Malachi... We go right into Matthew, but there's 400 years of silence there. God does not speak through a prophet. God does not speak at all. It is 400 years of absolute silence. Nothing from God. And then all of a sudden, God comes. And he comes to Elizabeth and John and says they're going to have a child named Elizabeth and Zechariah says they're going to have a, a, a son named John the Baptist and that he was going to be cousins to the Messiah Jesus and he was going to be the forerunner of Jesus. And then we read this week the, the birth of Jesus and I know it's not Christmas. I wrote an, uh, on, on our newsletter the, the Christmas in October because we were reading the Christmas story but just the miraculous birth of Jesus. He was born of a virgin. He was not born of natural causes because he would have been born a sinner if he was. He was born of of the of a he was born of the Virgin Mary. And all that goes around with that story. We'll be talking about more about that when we get towards Christmas time, of course, and celebrating that. But don't lose the awe of what was happening. That Jesus, the creator of this world. I, I wrote a line in the newsletter. Then when I wrote it, I was like, it kind of seems weird, but I want to leave it there anyways. Because I said the creator of this world dwelt in the stomach of a human. Now, just think about that. For nine months, he, he made himself and all that he is succumb to the process of of a baby being born. And then he lived the 33 years, and that's what the Gospels are all about. So as we continue now into the New Testament, we're going to be reading through Matthew, who was written by Matthew, one of the disciples, a tax, former tax collector, one that would have been hated at the time. He wrote to the Jews, who so he's going to write from a Jewish perspective. We're going to get into Mark. It's the shorter of all of the Gospels, just 16 chapters. He wrote to the really the Romans there, more of the Gentiles. Um, his name is John Mark. He's the one later, remember that, foreshadowing to the future when Paul's going to have some problems with him in the future, but he's going to be profitable to Paul when he, at his death. And John, he's going to later write this book, the Gospel of Mark. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, who's a doctor, he's a physician, writes a little bit more detailed, good book, he, and he, he writes to the Gentiles, and then you got John, talks about Jesus being the Son of God. John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. How you got to look at these, these Gospels, someone calls them, the, in college they call them the Synoptic Gospels, but these Gospels are written by these men under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and it's the perspective of these men. 
So you're going to read like the feeding of the 5,000. You're going to read that in all four of them. You're not going to read every story in every one of the Gospels, but like a few of these, like the feeding of the 5,000, you're going to see in all four. And you're going to see them from their perspective. Sometimes they describe people describe it like this. If you and I were sitting at a car stop and we watched an accident happen, a car crash, you would have been watching certain things and you would have seen it from your perspective. And if you're giving a report to the police, you're going to say what you saw. And I'm going to say what I saw because I was watching something else. And we we both saw the same thing, but we saw it from a different angle, different perspective. That's what these Gospels are. Matthew was with Jesus and he writes from what he saw, what he experienced. And, and Mark came later, but he wrote from what he knew and what he experienced. And Luke uh, came a little, a little bit later, but he wrote from his. John was with Jesus. He wrote from his perspective. So they're all writing about the same time, but from different perspectives. And they all go together because the core, the root of the inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit. And so the Gospels are all about the life, the birth, the, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, when we just read through the whole Old Testament, we were talking about the coming of the Messiah. The Messiah is to come. He's going to come. He's going to come. And now the Messiah has come. He's been born of a virgin. I'm looking forward to these next three months that we're going to spend in the Gospels and in the New Testament, talking about the beginning of the church that's coming. And I hope that you will take some time to just pause, slow down now. It's a little bit easier reading. Just slow down. That's what I've been telling myself. I've come through some diff- those, some of those difficult books, even difficult for me, and I'm saying, okay, slow down now take it in. Take it in and, and, and challenge yourself. What are you going to look for this time as you read through the New Testament? I've determined this. Here's what I'm going to look for, just so you know. I'm looking for what did Jesus actually teach? That's one of the things. And I'm looking for this time through, how does God, through Jesus, through the apostle, or through the apostles, yes, through Paul as he wrote the two thirds of the New Testament, how does He want us to handle other human beings? Because I think a lot of our time we're we're dealing with people. How does He want us to handle people? For some reason, that's on my mind. And that's one of the things that I'm going to be looking for as I read this time. And I hope that you'll challenge yourself in some ways as well. So that's going to be it for this week. Let's, I'm going to wrap this up and give you time to get over to my personal YouTube page. You can try to find my Substack, even though I'm not making it public because I don't know if I'm going to use it yet. But I do hope that you will get a part of the newsletter I've written two weeks in a row. I'm getting back into the rhythm of that. And I'm looking forward to kind of connecting with you guys in these last few months talking about the New Testament. So have a great week. Look forward to seeing you back. We won't be here on Sunday because we've already finished our series on Elijah. We're not teaching. At, I'm not teaching at my church this Sunday. I'll be actually preaching at another church. I'm filling the pulpit for them. And then we'll start a new Sunday series, Sunday school series at our church a week from this Sunday. And I will record it, whatever it is, I still don't know. And I will be putting it right here on the podcast for you guys. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If I can be a help to you, please don't hesitate to let me know. I'd still, don't forget, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, get on that newsletter list and send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. What did you, what book did you like the most from the Old Testament? Maybe what are you looking for as we go into the New Testament? All right, have a great week.